What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongol, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds got a much-needed three points from the battery, but the headlines are all about a redo in Miami. We're going to break it all down, but first... Victory like beverage. Way too long. Back on the board. It does feel like it's been... Well, okay, now hold on. What? We had the game in Miami, which like we're getting the redo on, which we'll talk about here. But we beat Tampa right before that, right? Like... It's only been a week. Do you have a problem, Josh? Is that what I we're just, just... <laughs> it feels like it's been longer than that? All right. That's all I'm saying. I when you guys talked about the uh, the Tampa game, um, it sounded like you might be getting low on victory beverages. Are you still OK? Like quantity victory, victory beverages, yeah. the victory brewing victory beverages. Uh, yes. I think I have like three left. OK, that sounds so, right. That is that like jinxing us at all? Because we because hopefully you're going to burn two more this weekend and then first round of the playoffs. Like, I think Second we need round, to yeah. we need to pre-order some more now just to like. <laughs> I mean, I, I live right it. down the street from a okay. uh, beer distributor. I think I'll be fine. OK. All right. Just make that happen, please. Don't <laughs> don't be the reason we lose it. Um, this is the opportunity for the advertising corner of the Mongols podcast. I mean, come on. Like, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Send us more beer. But see, now, now I'm picturing you, Josh, after the Hounds uh, win against the battery this weekend and we get to keep the uh, the old guard shield. Do you have like a strap for it? Like Captain America? Like when you like go like walk to the beer distributor, do you have that thing slung on your back? And like the old guard shield is way, way too sharp of an object. Like there's there's edges on that thing that are like razors. You you don't even want to hold it it's 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 very very much a giant honking piece of metal so i thought you were going to say heavy at which point i was going to give you a hard time but sharp is legit like you don't want to yeah you don't want to cut anything with that um speaking of old guard shield and all of that obviously you guys uh had the massive scarf sale at the game this weekend how did that go Awesome. Yeah. So we had ordered a hundred pride scarves um, and we, I think have like 19 left. Ooh, um, yeah. We're going to have them on sale. Uh, all the proceeds still go to charity. Uh, um, all the profits from them do. Uh, so I think we're going to have them at the watch party, which we'll talk about uh, on Wednesday. Uh, the shortest watch party in his, in uh, Steel Army <laughs> history. It's going to be fun. Uh, but Tuffy, then, but Tuffy will be there. So uh, he know. said, "I might have to show up." He never really committed to showing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, if, if they don't sell out that uh, night, we'll also have them at the next tailgate on okay. Saturday. Sweet. Um, yeah, I might need you to uh, to tuck aside one for me, and I think Laura Ellen wants one as well. But we'll we'll handle that off air. We'll we'll make that happen. Um, let's let's uh, you know. I, I was gonna say let's just like talk but no let's get into the game you were there what was the atmosphere like they said that this was like the the closest uh to being sold out that highmark has probably been all season um yeah how was it the atmosphere was great um so the the tailgating beforehand uh was hopping it was probably the busiest tailgate we've had um so far this season and then uh the game itself was just fun it was it was you know, nice to see the stadium look a little bit fuller. I think there was like one, like, I think it's like 101. It's the section of the grandstand that's farthest to the left. If you're looking at the grandstand, it was pretty sparse, but I think that's where they sell all the corporate tickets where it's like, you know, the, the 
corporations buy the tickets and they give them to their employees. And yeah. that section is usually a little bit sparse because who knows, you know, as the people are giving them to really care, they ever yeah. want to show up. So other than that one section, though, it looks like it was pretty packed. I got to ask because Liz uh, had a comment on the full 90, which if you haven't gone and listened to full 90, make sure you go do that about <laughs> keeping your kids away from the smoke. What happened there? Are you allowed to talk about it? Should we just, I like, mean, we're allowed to talk about it. It's just, you know, there's smoke and the smoke is hot when it comes out of the pipe because it's smoke. <laughs> it's so like, you don't want to put your hand right above the smoke or it's going to get hot. So, Liz, stop that from happening, as we're supposed to do. You know, okay. There's only a couple of people who are allowed to let off smoke at the games. Uh, that's because we're, you know, the responsible adults in the mayhem. <laughs> and so uh, she made sure the little kid did not put their hand down the smoke pipe. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. When when she said, you know, the smoke is very hot, I was just picturing some kid like Raiders of the Lock Lost Ark style, just like face melting. And I knew that <laughs> didn't happen, but that's the extremes my mind went to. So I'm glad that everyone's okay. Yes. Um, now that Josh, now that you talked about your like concerns over the smoke thing, every time it goes off now and I watch the stream, I'm like, oh boy, I bet Josh is nervous. Like, I, like <laughs> Danny Vitiello isn't being distracted. Like, I, just, I, I thought that very vividly while watching this game. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's also so another fun thing with the uh, the goal celebrations. We we got our train horn back up and running. And I don't know if you noticed it on the stream, but that thing is loud and yeah. uh, it's right next to the smokestack I man. So every single time it's just like ducking down, trying to get up below this, uh, the horns. That way it's not blowing my ears out as I'm trying to light the smoke. Sounds, sounds like it's a lot. That's, That's awesome. fun. I mean, it, it's, it's a good <laughs> problem. <to have. laughs> uh, well, that's great. Um, let's, let's talk about the game. So obviously the hounds won two to one against the battery, which they had to like, you know, with all the news that came out this week about the redo in Miami, which we're going to get to here in a few minutes, it, all of it would have been for not if we couldn't get three points against the battery. And honestly, gentlemen, you know, I, I watched the first half really closely and then I had to jump into a meeting at eight. And so I sort of had the game playing on the side and I saw, you know, the battery's goal going in and I was like, here we go. But then, you know, Cicerone really sort of just did Cicerone's things. And that was that was like the quintessential Cicerone goal to to bring it home two to one. Um, Kev, what uh, give, give me a takeaway from the game here. What were your impressions? I thought it was a really, really good game. I mean, like I, I thought Charleston, I mean, all season they've been a solid team. I think the the commentators kept kind of mentioning on multiple occasions that um, in another division, um, you know, Charleston could reasonably be a playoff team. Same thing with Hartford, and, and they just got stuck in a, in a division with us and Tampa and Miami and and Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I thought, yeah, I thought Charleston played well. I thought we played better. Uh, two to one was about the right result. And then I think the other thing was the entire time, I think, you know, leading up to when Charleston scored, um, all I'm thinking in my mind is, okay, like, don't, don't let in just like a stupid kind of soft goal. Like, if they're going to score, score legitimately. Like, and that's fine. Charleston are a good enough team to score legitimately, even like, and do something that we can't handle. It felt like a little bit of halfway in between that. We didn't defend that kind of Charleston run very well, but um, it was, it was a really good shot 20 yards out. 
and you know they created some space for themselves and fine whatever um so that, i think that was the other thing where even though we didn't get a shutout uh, defensively we were pretty solid and uh, you know we, we we kept them pretty quiet we created a lot of chances could have been more than two um and now i think our goals are starting to feel more and more regularly systematic it's not we're not scoring goals from Cicerone just blamming it in 20 yards out. We're not just scoring goals from, you know, Kenny shooting it from 25 yards out. We're, we have these patterns of play that feel very, yeah, like planned and coached and trained. And, and those are the ones that are always hardest to stop. It, it felt like we're kind of, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to track my own kind of mental ride around, around the season. And, you know, oh, yeah, of course, the, the past few weeks hasn't been great. And, and I don't think we have looked particularly good. But I think this game, um, yeah, it, it showed kind of back to what we do best. Uh, I'm really happy that, like, you know, we're, we're getting to see Williamson, um, Ciceroni, and Dixon all in the field at the same time with Kenny. Um, everything starts to feel, like, in place. And everything starts to feel settled and I just really hope we get a home playoff game because I, if we if we put in another performance like we did last week against what Miami and Hartford, um, Tampa, but yeah, no Miami, Miami and Tampa, not Miami and Hartford. We play Hartford. Wait, no, am I wrong? Sorry. Wait, you seriously, we don't play Tampa at the at our last game of the season, do we? No, you. No. Sorry, then I'm confused. You it sound, you made it sound like the past few weeks we played Hartford. We did oh, not. No, we played them I, then I, yeah, I'm mixing up my words. Um, no, against Miami and against Hartford in the last part of, of in the gotcha. last two games of the season. Yeah. Um, then yeah, I all I I feel weird even saying this because I feel like last week I was like, no, we're done. Like or like you know we're out. Like we're not a good playoff team. We're not playing well. And all of a sudden this, this like right now I'm saying like yeah we we look really good. And blah, blah. So it, I I feel like yeah. I feel blasphemous to myself, and uh, it's a very weird feeling. It was a very good game, and, and, and we scored some really good goals. The atmosphere was great. It, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, and I don't want to be like the doomsayer or anything like that, but honestly, in the Miami game and in this game, the announcers who are typically the same people, they keep hyping on the fact that whoever gets third or fourth in the Atlantic has to go play either Louisville and Birmingham I'm not afraid at this point. Like I kind of feel like, you know, who we've played thus far in the Atlantic is going to be a good test against either one of those teams. So I'm not nervous. Like it's going to be any sort of blowout, but I will echo what you said. I, I think that, um, you know, if you just go watch the highlights, which I didn't, I, I went back and watched the whole game, but it looked like the team showed up. Like there were a number of really big plays. You had, Dixon's rifle that the keeper had to save. Peters had a great header off a corner that just went off the crossbar. Vidiello had a standout save to keep us in it early. We didn't fold when it was 1-1. You know, you look at the stats, we had 17 shots with 12 of them in the box. Like we just, we showed up. And like, that's I, that was my biggest fear was that you get into a game like this with everything on the line and how does this team perform? And they showed up. So yeah. Josh, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I was nervous. I mean, even after the first goal, the the game was tough looking uh, from the stands. It it looked like both teams were battling and uh, it was so nice to see the team kind of rally after going down a goal and not seeming to fold 
under the pressure and not just like sitting back because we obviously needed this to be a win. And in the past, it kind of has felt like, you know, it's easy to get a draw and just be okay with it uh, for this team, or at least not like feel like they're like fighting for that win. And that was not the case this game. Um, it was fantastic uh, that they actually were able to pull it out. And that, that second goal was such a like re relief <laughs> to the, both the team and like just in the seal army section, it was just like, Oh, okay. We're, we can actually win this game. And, you know, especially right after getting the announcement of replaying the game on Wednesday and you're just like, man, we went through all of this and suddenly we're going to lose this game. And it's going to be like, well, it doesn't really matter because there's no way we're going to be second place anyway. So yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, a weight off our shoulders, but there's still two more games. We have to, well, one and like a third of a game left that we have to worry about. Uh, and we, we need points in both those games or there's, yeah. there's no point. And even after getting points in both those games, it might not be for not, you know I mean? For getting second place. So we'll see. Yeah. After that second goal, um, you could see, you know, you mentioned sort of the release of even the players and how Ciceroni ran over and jumped up with the steel army. I, I swore shoes was just going to bear hug him and just pull him into the <laughs> section, but he, he restrained himself. You could see him. He was right there. He was all ready for it. Um, but uh, no, that, that was, that was awesome. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really have much else to say about this game. It just felt, it felt clinical in a way that, you know, Kevin, as you alluded to some of the previous recent previous games didn't feel as clinical. And so, you know, the fact that we have this game, the fact that we're going to talk about this Miami game here in a second, and then we have Hartford, I'm starting to wonder, you know, you always want to go into the playoffs on a high, um, you know, is having this game in Miami going to potentially give us a little bit more of a ramp to have a little bit more of a high heading into the playoffs, you're 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 giving me a. Well, no, we, we should have won it. I mean, it's just frustrating that we have to play a midweek game now and then finish it off in Hartford, a midweek game that we have to go away. You know, I mean, the, I think so much of the uh, when I like looked at our schedule and we had like you know seven or eight games to go, I just I kind of circle you know like metaphorically I don't actually have a printout of a schedule, but I circle the last two games being at home being a really big thing. How that was gonna like. You know, that's that's two weeks in Pittsburgh where you don't have to travel. It's two weeks in front of our fans. It's two weeks, you know, feeling comfortable in your in your environment. And now we have to kind of break that up and go down to Miami where I mean, I mean, okay, I don't hold, know, hold, but, hold on, wait, wait, before before you get too far into it, because I because we're going to we're going to get. Yeah, I still want to talk a bit more about the. the yeah, yeah. All right. So what else what else do you have to say here about about the battery? Let's let's. I mean, I, Get our closing thoughts here. I mainly just want to talk about like the goals a bit more. Um, okay. I mean, so, like, like the first goal, I, I really loved. I mean, because what, like Wharton makes the late run in, like gets gets a shot off and hits the post, and you think play's done, right? Well, and then Wharton like falls on the ground, like he's da he's down and out. Yeah, and and and, and we like we retain retain possession in the eighteen. Cicerone picks it up. We still have we still have bodies in the box. And it, there, there was there was a moment where I was like watching it, you know, it, there was an easy like pass for Cicerone to just drop it back to I forget who it was, probably Williamson. Um, you know, the keeper was out kind of pressuring him, and Cicerone just takes that extra like 
second, which must have felt like a year, you know, and and finds a gap, thinking that the, you know at that point I thought the chance is over. Like he he's dwelling too long on the ball, it's done, and he finds he finds Wharton, and Wharton makes a good finish. And so, I mean, that goal alone, it, there was so much about it, the the kind of bravery to keep going, the composure to find the pass, the you know. Yeah, I mean everything about it was so good. I mean the build up too. I mean it's like if that would have went, that would have been an amazing goal. And um so that goal that goal alone was, was great. Um and I mean and there was other things too. I mean what like I know Pitiello, I forget I forget what time, but I, I mean I I try to go back and watch the highlights of, of every game that we, we talk about before we do the show. And just on the highlights, uh, you know, I, I almost forgot the team makes a huge save. Um, when it was like one nil, still I think, um, where he comes out and closes the player down, and he puts out his right right hand, and he, and he blocked. It was that was a great great save. So this, once again, this, it's not like our goalkeeper is just sitting on his hands and has to make one save and does it, and, you know, and it goes in. So Vitiello felt like he was part of the action, and you know he's he's still doing his part very much, and. Uh, and yeah, I mean, and maybe the last thing I'll say in this little short part of, of comments and everything, I think we talked about it previously where, uh, I don't know, I mean, personally, I, I really, what, I think Cicerone now is like double-double or whatever. I think in this game, he has, like, he has like 15 or 16 goals, and I think he has 10 assists, um, especially with the Wharton setup. Uh, Dixon, I think what got the assist for Cicerone, and now I think Dixon is at nine goals and nine assists. Um, and they just, how they've both played this season. I mean, for me, Cicerone is still the standout player. I mean, I'm calling this early, but he's, he's kind of our standout player of the season for me, but Dixon, he's contributed so much and, and I desperately want him to get to 10 and 10. Um, cause that feels, I don't just, you know, I don't know round numbers and all that and 10 and everything and but i mean it, it, he he deserves it. he's he had another great game again today yeah or you know last week. i had to appreciate how uh i guess everybody should appreciate how the hounds uh tweeted out this afternoon um how ciceroni is currently third in all-time goals for the hounds chasing robbie vincent and you had Robbie Vincent on Twitter, like egging him on, like, come on, you just need a couple of hat tricks, like, just make it happen. Let's go. <laughs> and so, you know, and it felt, you know, we know Rob, um, you know, we've talked to him. It felt genuine, like he cares about this club and he wants, you know, he wants Cicerone to, to pass him because that means the team's doing well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, Josh, any other thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, just a reminder that, you know, this is the old guard shield game and uh, we kept the shield for another year, uh, which is fantastic. Is this and just the second year in a row or is this the third? I think it's the third year in a row. Yeah, because we kept it last year and then the year before that, I believe it was. Where where do you keep it, Josh? Right now in the library, like I have a small little library room and I just have it on top of a bookshelf that uh it sits um hopefully. like between like between two pieces of taxidermy like it's just you have the <laughs> old guard shield just sitting there no actually funnily enough there is a bottle of champagne next to it from our first playoff win in highmark stadium oh man uh, after the game we all all like a lot of the seal army members went out to the parking lot and we uh opened up a bottle of champagne 
Uh, and so that was uh, awesome. So we have that up there. And then uh, there's also a bottle of whiskey um, empty now, uh, but a bottle of Angel's Envy from Louisville because uh, in 20, I want to say 2017, uh, they gave us a bottle that had like engraved on it, like Louisville versus Pittsburgh uh, 2017. Yeah. And since we won, we got the bottle of whiskey. Uh, so that was also I cool. do I do miss the Louisville fans. Like the indie fans, I couldn't stand. And I can't oh, yeah. stand Louisville, the team, but their fans were awesome. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we it was going to be a whole thing. We're like, oh, we're going to do this new tradition where like we, you know, if if Louis wins, they give us bourbon. And if, if Pittsburgh uh, or if sorry, if Louis loses, they give us uh, bourbon. And if uh, they win, we give them rye whiskey. To kind of like, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, that'd be cool. And then, of course, we don't play them. So, yeah, we're in different conferences. Yeah. Well, could happen in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. But yeah, so it, it's, it's just sitting there. But hopefully, in the future, we will officially have a bar that we can have some stuff at. I would love to actually have it displayed somewhere in public instead of me just having it in my house. But uh, all that stuff can be, you know, on a shelf at a bar would be the best solution. I'm just picturing you with like white gloves. Like it's the Stanley cup. Like people can't <laughs> like really touch it. You can get close to it, but I, I don't know if you've seen that old guard shield. It's dented up. <laughs> it's, it's been mailed a couple times, uh, you know, across country. Uh, so it's, it's, it's seen some better days, but it looks awesome. I, I factually, if anything, I think it looks cooler now. It has some like dents and oh, scrapes to it for sure. It has some battle scars. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I guess the one other thing that I'll add um, just from this game, Kev, you know, you were sort of raving about Dixon and I, I totally echo that. I, part of me feels bad and I don't know if this changes next season, assuming that they're back, but I would love to see Dixon have a more consistent, consistently attacking position. I feel like because he's such a utility, we often play him, you know, play him on wide right midfield or you know sometimes he's a you know a right wing back or like but clearly the talent is there the nose for goal is there and you can't he's one of those players that you can't keep off the field so like yes you need to get you know Williamson up top you need to get Ciceroni up top and then it's like well how do you build the rest of the squad and then Dixon just sort of slots in wherever you need him but um yeah I'd love to see I think that works though I mean right now yeah, I think it works, but I'm just saying it's one of those things that it's like, oof, like if he had a few more sniffs at goal because he wasn't further back, like what would that actually look like? So who knows? We'll find out. We won. Can't complain too much. But I think the other thing too is it's been a while since I think you've explicitly praised uh, Forbes. Dixon. Oh, Forbes. Forbes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like I, I just don't talk about him that much. And it felt like another, like, just normal Kenny perf- great performance. I mean, Kenny hits 7 out of 10 every game. You know, he's he's incredibly solid. And in this game in particular, I actually I caught myself in one or two moments just thinking, like, wow, yeah, he is he's a cut above a lot of other midfielders that we have. His his composure and his vision, There, I think there was one ball where he caught it right in midfield, people all around him, he didn't have long to dwell on it, and he just picks – a crossfield ball to Dixon, and he just lays it 
perfectly on his boot, and it, and it just creates a chance. He's 35 yards out. He finds Dixon making a, making a wide run, and just from that pass alone, he cuts out, you know, three Charleston defenders, and he puts Dixon in the box. Um, no one else on our team can do that. Like that, no one else in our team can see that pass, and no one else in our team can execute that pass. And I think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I think I don't, pers- I don't say it enough um, how good he is, and I hope he can keep going. Um, I mean, it, it, it's probably a conversation for another time, but um, you know, I it's in this game, especially with everyone feeling like they they're finally starting to click. And me kind of thinking like it's taken this long to feel this comfortable with this system and this group of players or whatever. And, um, you know, the, the question of how we can try to retain these players for next season kind of comes and in, comes into mind. But I'll, I'll kind of table that for now because I think that would keep us here for another 20 minutes. Yeah. And we've got more important things to talk about, like, you know worldwide news that we're going to be replaying 20 plus minutes in Miami. So uh, for those who aren't aware, which I think probably if you're listening to the show, you know exactly what's going on. We, uh, we were discussing last weekend about how the Hounds game against Miami last weekend ended in a nil nil draw. There was a lot of controversy because Miami technically put the ball into their own net. So we should have been up one, nothing ref got it wrong uh, over the course of the week. Uh, pro actually came out and said, yep, we got it wrong. Like our bad, which was something we were saying, like, please just acknowledge it. And they acknowledged it. So like, great. It's not great that they got the call wrong, but it's great that they acknowledged it. And then what, uh, what was it? Thursday ish. Tuffy started, you know, sending the steel army into Toughcon four or five, where he just starts tweeting out eyes. And so everybody knows something's coming. And, uh, and it was announced that the Hounds on Wednesday at 7 p.m. will travel to Miami to play essentially from the moment the goal was scored. So we will go into the game up one nothing, and we will play whatever the final 20-plus minutes it takes to close out that game. So first question that I have to ask you guys is, I, we, I think we're all happy that it's happening, but should this happen? Is this setting a precedent of like, you know, it's going to open the door to all sorts of games where this happens? Or do we think that this is justifiably the right outcome to what happened last weekend? Josh, how are you feeling about this? Uh, yes, I'm happy it's happened. And yes, I think it's the right call. Because they make it very clear in the statement about what happened. It's not that they missed a call. It's not that they didn't see a handball or something like that. It's because they saw it and misapplied the rules to it. So they didn't miss anything. They actually saw it, knew what happened, and then put the wrong, applied the wrong rule to it. So that's not a situation where they missed anything. They misapplied the law of the game. And that's why it is being changed. So... I feel like that's something that's getting lost in the shuffle here with a lot of commentaries, MLS commentaries. Stu Holden is shouting about it, and I think yeah. Taylor Twelman today is also shouting about it. But it's like, is he really? I've avoided yeah. all national commentary yeah. on this. Yeah, 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 they're they're both like really up in arms about how this is opening up a you know wormhole. Like it's it's going to be a whole can of worms, and it's now everything's going to be challenged. It's like no, it's it's literally just because 
the refs saw it and they applied the wrong rules to it. And they made that clear. They said that in their statement. So, and it's happened before in the past. Like this isn't the first time they've done this in soccer. So it's, it's not even like unprecedented, which a lot of people keep on throwing that word around. It's like, no, it's not unprecedented. It's there's other cases where this is, you know, happened. So it's not that big of a deal, but it doesn't happen often. And that's a good sign that it doesn't happen often. Well, and also, like, the fact of something being unprecedented isn't a reason into itself to not do it. (laughs) No, no. It just, it's, it makes me laugh because they're all like, oh, this is going to, you know, you know, slippery slope this and it's going to cause all these other issues. It's like literally not the first time it's happened. So it didn't cause a slippery slope then. It's not going to now. Chillax. Like, it's going to be okay. Um, But yeah, so I think it's the right decision. Uh, But I understand a lot of people are up in arms about it. Kev, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I, I'm really interested to hear that kind of reflection on. I mean, I know Josh doesn't speak for all the commentary that's happening around <laughs> it, but like, you know, you're reflecting a little bit. I'm pretty fascinated. No, I mean, I, my personal feelings about it first and foremost, yeah, I agree with Josh. I mean, I, I don't see what else they could have done. I mean, I, what they could have done is saying, yeah, we made a mistake, but oh, well, sorry you know, we're calling it, but that's it. Uh, move on. It's a draw. Um, but yeah, if you're going to do any kind of retribution, I mean, this is, this is the only thing you can do. You can't award points. You can't call the game differently. Um, and you can't really, there's no, there's no logic behind saying we'll, we'll just replay the entire game. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as, as far as kind of writing a wrong, yes, this makes sense. I think the, an interesting question might be if this was the first game of the season that this happened, I wonder if this would be the same outcome. Um, but the fact that this is, you know, there's so much around this is interesting. Or let's say it happened against a Tampa, like Tampa versus Loudon or something. Um, you know, would this be the same thing? Um, I don't know if that was said in the statement at all. I haven't read it, but um, yeah, I mean, annoying that we have to go down there again. Um but uh, but the right thing I think is the right call. It's yeah, slippery slope arguments are just kind of heinous and dumb. Like who? Like no one wants more games. Like clubs don't want more games. Like I think the only thing you could say is like now everyone's going to look for retribution for every wrong call made against them. But like that's. I think I, I think <laughs> no. where I think where a lot of this comes from is it's it's financial. Like somebody, somebody on Twitter was circulating some like back of the napkin type math. And they estimated that that decision has the potential to cost the hounds like a hundred thousand dollars from like revenue from having a home game. And because of that, that's not something that you easily ignore. Like that's, that's a lot of money and that's a very, very expensive mistake. And so you're right. I mean, we could sit here and say, like, the Hounds should have picked up the points in one of the other games this season when they lost to Miami or, you know, they lost to to Charleston or whoever. Like, th- this shouldn't have even gotten down to this point. But the point is, is that we're, you know, the last few games of the season, there is a microscope watching every single moment of these games because every single point counts. And so this is just sort of where we're at. You know, where I'm sort of torn is, you know, let's say that this happened against, you know, say it's Louisville versus Birmingham. 
would I be like, yeah, it's the right call. Go back and play the last 20 minutes. Or would I be like, ah, come on. Like you made your bed. You need to just deal with it. Stop whining. And like, yeah, it's the wrong call. So I, I just don't know. It's very difficult to take off that hound's hat for this. It is. But I, I do think there is something that's so specific about the call. It, this isn't a missed handball. This isn't a missed like red card. This isn't a missed whatever. Like this, this is such just an obvious misapplication of of an interpretation of the rules, and like, it, and so you can't. Yeah, like the, I think that's the biggest thing for it. I but I do like this is this doesn't help the conversation, but I think it's an interesting thought exercise of like, okay, parallel universe. Um, like what happens if we go on and score a goal in the 80th minute and we end up winning one nil? Like, did, did did we replay it in the 67th minute? And or uh, yeah, and and we're up one nil now, or you know, like or if Miami goes on and wins, like I we're having a huge, huge, big different conversations that I think it gets a lot messier, and I think in a lot of ways, like you know, pro in, in the USL or quietly thankful that it ended up no mail <laughs> and this is how it worked because i think that'd be a harder call to make if either of these games um you know or, or if either of these teams ended up scoring after that it's like i don't know it's a situation where like it's not like this is in the bag now though like we have oh, to yeah, go no. back and we have to play like 23 minutes of a match plus stoppage time um and who knows what's going to happen like we could lose a point at this point, like they could win the game and we could be out of point, but at least it's the right application. And like, I don't know. I, I forget who I was talking to, but like another thought experiment, uh, Kevin, <laughs> use your turn of phrases that uh, imagine like, what was it uh, the hand of God? You, you know, the whole story in soccer. Uh, Mardana, yeah. Yeah. Like a uh, world cup hands balls, the, the, the ball into the uh, the net and they win. I think they end up winning like two nothing, but they were leading one nothing because of that. And like, this is a situation where like, imagine if they saw the handball, they blew the whistle, they said it was a handball, and then they go, uh, okay, the rule is that it's a goal still, but uh, he gets a yellow. It's like, no, that's the wrong call. Like that's that's not how it is. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what this is. Like it's not that they missed the handball. It's that they saw the handball and they're like, oh, that's a goal. <laughs> so it's like, no, no, they actually. The corner. That's it. Let's get on with the game, I guess. <laughs> that's what they said. It's a corner. Yeah, that's a corner. Yeah, yeah. we saw the handball. It's a corner. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's what happened, and like, that's completely different than missing a handball. Um, I was also just like complete side note. I was not expecting that every time the ref said that it was a corner, that I would have flashbacks to that moment. So this game against <laughs> the battery, every time they said it was a corner, I would just flash back to Miami. Like, oh, here we go. So. Um, quick, might be quick point too. I mean, like how this could be a point taken away. I mean, yeah. I mean, what a few weeks before that game, we're playing Miami in Miami. We're up two one, and we decide to you know sub on five defenders and just sit on it for the last fifteen minutes, and we end up what? Yeah, losing right. Um, so uh, no, it's not a game by any stretch. It's going to be tense. I mean, talking about mental kind of switches as well. I think I don't know if I ever said it on the show, but around that first Miami game um where we really need to start picking up points uh you know I, I was kind of hinting at like in scenarios where we had something to lose and we had to like you know protect it and we were kind of trying to keep everyone like you know in in big moments in big games we didn't really show up and 
if that's the case and if you also accept the kind of flip side of that in the past few weeks where all right now we're chasing something you know our destiny isn't in our hands and we have to you know we're 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 not at the bottom of the table but we're at the bottom of the table looking up you know trying to trying to pass people ahead of us we play really well and we beat tampa and we you know we get that we play as well as we did in miami and we beat charleston and you know and all this so now that it it feels like momentum has kind of switched back in our hands we're going down to miami we're up one nil and there's what 20 minutes left in the game yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tense (laughs) has anyone seen like how do you get tickets for this game like, do they charge you a third of the price? Or if, like, if you had a ticket for the last game, do you just get to come back for free? Or, like... They should just open the doors. Yeah, like, it should be a free, like, a scrimmage type of situation where this, you, you want to come watch the 20-some minutes of game, cool. But if not, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's open to the public. Like, I, I would assume that... It's going to be on ESPN, so, like, they're well, yeah. going to be on TV. But, like, yeah. Yeah. Because huh. this isn't even something where Miami's losing out on revenue because they played the game. Like, you know, it's double dipping at this point. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Josh, you mentioned how this isn't sort of a gimme about, uh, you know, playoffs, home field, all of that. Looking at the standings, just to sort of paint a picture of where we're at. So um, this, I, I did the math. We are currently sitting on 55 points, and that includes the one point that we got at Miami. So they are still including that point as if that game was played and finished. So if we win in Miami on Wednesday, we will basically just get two more points added to our total. We will not get three. So that makes things a little bit interesting because, um, you know, basically it looks like Charlotte has a game in hand on us. Um, That's sort of kind of the case. Charlotte plays on Wednesday night. Uh, and then they play Saturday night, just like we play on Wednesday night and then Saturday night. And then we're both done. So if Charlotte wins out, they will get six points. If we win out, we get five points. So oh, I mean, according to this table that we're looking at. Yeah. Well, no, that's that is the way it's going to shake yeah. out. Seriously? So, yes. so Charlotte has their own fate in their hands. If they win out, yes. they will keep second place. We yes. need Charlotte to drop points in one of these two games. They need to can, lose. Can one they draw? If they draw, then we it, and we win out, then we will beat them by one point the second place. Seriously? So, yes, they will get four points and we will have five points. So this Come is literally, <laughs> I mean, this is literally a do or die kind of thing. It starts on Wednesday. If we don't, if we don't pick up two more points against Miami, then like it's like pretty much forget it because then that that just paves the way for the independents to get second. The interesting thing is that Charlotte, now they're playing Loudon on Wednesday, um, which, I mean, yeah, you can pretty much just assume that that's... (laughs) Loudon beat us and Tampa, so... And listen, that game is at 5.30 on Wednesday, which, you know, Loudon, like, that's how that works. So we'll have a sense of whether or not they picked up three points before or right around when our game is kicking off uh, in Miami. And we'll get a sense there. Um, the interesting thing is that Austin on Saturday 
Austin is still not out of the playoff picture yet. They are below the line and they are battling and that could change by this weekend. But there's a chance that Austin desperately is going to need points, whether it's one point or three points. And if it's one point and Austin can park the bus for an entire game and keep the independents from scoring, that favors these guys. So it's 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 like a like big I, six days here, guys. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm you right now, Mike. But let's say we beat Miami <laughs> and Charlotte beat Loudon. Yep. Going in the last game of the season. Yep. What do you think our odds are at finishing above Charlotte? Boy, at that point, I think that our odds are better than not. Because I think that yeah. I think that our, our our the chance of us beating Hartford is going to be better than the chance of the independence getting all three points from Austin. It's and so- we can see that Harry in the chat says Austin has a great defense. Heck you. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Our buddy Harry, who is very familiar with Austin, says they play a very tough defense. So, yeah. yeah it, it's definitely going to be harder for Charlotte going to Austin. That's a long yeah. trip. That's that's a pretty big away trip um, going out of conference, traveling all that way, and playing a team that hopefully, I really hope, I, I haven't really looked at how it's going to shake out, but that if the, if they're playing for something, like that's a lot to play for. Austin's playing to get into the playoffs, whereas they're playing for a home playoff game, which is good, but it's it's not the same as you know your season's ending if you don't win this game. So it's it's definitely going to be a lot to play for for Austin. So I expect it to be a hard game, um, but I, I still hate the fact that we don't have our own you know our fate in our hands that we have to rely on uh, Charlotte dropping points. Had to be Charlotte too. It had to be. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you guys think? If you're the manager of the Hounds, what do you do on Wednesday? Do you do you essentially like? Well, here's the other question. I mean, based I think, on the rules, do we have to play the same lineup of from the 67th minute with the same number of subs and everything? That'd be a good question. I think we do. I think barring injuries and all that jazz, I think right. it's it's you, you. They want us to be the the same. Um, but just going back real fast, uh, going back to what uh, Harry saying, uh, Austin in the chat, uh, mm. pull up the whole thing about the last game, likely the last game in Austin, because the rumor is that they're going to move to Fort Worth. Mm. Yeah. So this very well could be the very last game in Austin, and if you don't think the team the yeah, it's going to show up to that like that. You have to show up to that. Like that has to be like, you know, the the biggest game in the, you know, I won't want to say the history of the Austin team, but kind of it's it's the most important game. It's the last game. So or you, you, everyone's checked out and they're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it'll be very interesting. And then I want to get back to this Miami game. We're sort of bouncing back and forth. But that game doesn't kick off until later on Saturday. I wonder if we could get the Hounds to put that game up on the on the uh, jumbotron. So as soon as the Hounds game is over, anybody wants to stay and watch the uh, the Independence game versus Austin and like celebrate potential second place home playoff match with the team, that'd be pretty cool. 
Um, Tuffy, you don't have to pay me for those royalties. You can just go ahead and take that. That one's for you. You just go ahead and do that. <laughs> hey, he's um, thinking the opposite right now. He's going like, to pay staff to sit around and wait for these jagoffs to leave the stadium. <laughs> plus, yeah, plus, you know, the game would go up and Lily would still have the team on the field. Like, that's right. <laughs> so, you know. Get Lily um, on the mic and have him common, do his own commentary about the game. And like, yeah. it's just like breaking down uh game footage live i i love lily but he wouldn't be able to keep up he would talk so <laughs> long and in detail about one moment <laughs> that happened 15 minutes ago uh i wonder what it is like uh having lily break down game tape like i, I want to know like how many times you have to rewatch the same five second snippet <laughs> over and over again it takes all week to get through one game. It's just yeah. like, all right, we're going to spend two hours and whatever we get through, then that's what we get through. And On this back pass. <laughs> um, I, it will be very interesting to see how we come out against Miami. Because I think that the assumption is you're up one nothing, so you go in and you hold one nothing. But how awesome would it be if we go out in the first five minutes, we score a second, like, and just immediately take it to them well i mean we've tried this before in miami too we've tried just like parking the bus this parking the bus doesn't work with us no. and it doesn't work you know in very early memory away at miami no. and so as it's going to feel really weird to be up one nil knowing we need a win and to go out to attack for for 20 minutes um like that's kind of what we need to do but the whole like well we want you to play the same lineup I mean, come on. There are so many ways around that. Like, oh, uh, sorry, uh, Wharton uh, got a twisted ankle in training and uh, we just have to play <laughs> Peters in his position. Like, <laughs> it's just like. Wharton you got uh, COVID. Yeah. Like, you couldn't bring yeah. 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 I mean, it could happen. It's, it's very legit that it could be a situation. Looking at previous games with Miami, though, it, it looks pretty good for us. In most of these games, Miami, the first time they score is like the 52nd minute. The one was like the 57th minute. So like in our past, they've not scored early against us. And technically this will be early in the match. 20, you know, I know we're starting at the uh, whatever minute, but we're only playing 20, like three minutes or 28 minutes, 23. I can't remember now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 23 minutes. So like eh, that could be good. I mean, I guess the other question is too, does Miami care about this game like clearly we care we need the points but it doesn't look like there's any i mean there i guess there is a way if we lose and charlotte lose their next two then miami could leapfrog us and get second place but so yeah you have to care then like you have to care if you could get a home playoff game yeah so miami has to care um my thought was you know are they more worried about like well we got one more game let's make sure nobody gets injured we've got third or fourth and so it doesn't really matter but no it does matter so oh boy well and plus you don't want fourth place if you can avoid it because if you got fourth place you are playing the number one seed in whatever either louisville yeah, or birmingham yeah it feels like Louisville and Birmingham might be kind of a toss-up. I mean, I haven't watched either team closely this season. I mean, just by the numbers, they're yeah. extremely close to each other. But yeah. Well, guys, let's do a score predict. We got two games. Let's do uh <laughs> let's do a score prediction. Josh in the uh twenty plus minute game in Miami, what do you think the final score will be? Oh, 
two zero hounds. Two nothing hounds. Kev? I it's gonna be like near heart attacks. I think it's gonna stay one though. I I really, really hope it's two nothing. I hope we come out and score early and then we all just go <sighs> but I'm worried that you're right, Kev. I think it's gonna be a heart attack and it's gonna be one nil and it's well, I don't think it's going to be dull either. I, I, I think like no. we're going to hit the post. I think they're going to hit the post. I think it's going to be like like missed pens. I think it's going to be like everything. Because <laughs> look, you're not playing a full game. It's like go out there yeah, and run for full throttle, like sprint for 20 minutes. Yeah, like it's yeah. just yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy. And game. Miami has nothing to lose. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. like they're they they need to score. So yep, they're going to bring it. Yeah, it's gonna, um, it's gonna be. All right, this, this is truly a unique experience. I I will never, I have never, and probably will never watch a soccer game like this again. Yeah, that's why we're having a watch party at Bulldog Pub. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> yep, do you want to do watch a plug party. now? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna be. We, I uh, so I, I don't know if you guys saw the the text message I sent to Jesse. He's the owner of Bulldog Pub. Uh, I was like, hey uh how are, are you down for the shortest watch party in history <laughs> it's like i explained the whole situation i don't know if, if he already knew the situation because he does follow the hounds so but i was like so uh, are you cool with it he's like explicit of yeah let's do this uh, <laughs> and so like all right we're, we're doing this and so yeah we're gonna be there uh for a short watch party i might show up a little bit early maybe see if i can like have him throw on the uh the other game um was it charlotte's yeah charlotte's game this Independence is against loud yeah. yeah just to watch a little bit of that like the tail end of that just see how that's going uh but yeah it'll be good and like i've talked about bulldog before that they have great food it's a cool place come watch the shortest watch party in history the shortest game in town's history and it will also be probably uh the only time we've ever had have this happen like uh, kevin was saying so watch history be made i feel like the entire experience needs to like scale with the, with the moment so you have to go like from beer down to shots you have to go to like cake, <laughs> down to cake. you have to like everything it's just like you know full throttle high burgers to sliders like, yeah, yeah exactly. sliders. <laughs> everything is just yeah smaller Tapas plates or something like that i, I feel like there's a, there's a whole marketing opportunity there like you could totally take advantage of this all right. right. Apparently, that's some of the that's some of the proposals pitched by like UEFA and like Real Madrid like people. They're like they they want to make games like shorter, um, and they want to like have it like more digestible for the youth culture because ninety minutes is too long. Kids can't sit through ninety minutes. I'm oh like, why should ninety gosh. minutes? But apparently, that's a legitimate thing. Anyway. Oof. All right. So we're all we're all saying the Hounds win, whether it's nervy or not, on Wednesday. That takes to Hartford. Okay, hold on. Let me just like, are any of us picking a hound's loss at this point? Or are no. we all just like hard on the sleeve saying we're going to beat Hartford? It doesn't no, but matter. I, I think the there's varying is. tones of wins. <laughs> like, I don't, I think it's going to be tight in Hartford again, or at, against Hartford at Pittsburgh. Hartford are frauds. Hartford are frauds. They're not a good team. They've been pretending <laughs> to be a good team this whole time. We've all believed they're a good team. I said on Twitter that they're, I'm their biggest fan. I'm ready for them uh, to beat Charlotte, and they didn't. So you know what? Hartford are frauds. <laughs> so you think funny. it's going to be a blowout, Josh? Yeah. Last you know, regular season game, Highmark Stadium. It, it might be a crappy weather game. I'm warning you right now. The weather for that game is not looking great. 
<laughs> it's uh, it's the end of the season. That's where we're at. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I would rather this one be cold and rainy than the first home playoff game be cold and rainy again. That was a fun game, but man, that was miserable weather. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're saying two wins. And so then it just comes down to we're all going to be anxiously rooting for the Austin Bold uh, come Saturday. Assuming Loudon doesn't yeah. just like Loudon beat us and Miami. So like they got to take down somebody else in this division. So Tampa. no, they matter. beat Miami. Uh, they might have beat Tampa too, but they definitely beat Miami. Yeah, um, they only have a couple wins. So I mean, it's possible that those were the three. <laughs> yeah, they just took down the t- it, I mean, it, it, Go ahead, Mike. No, I was gonna say in that case they have four wins. How how awesome would it be if their four wins were against the top four teams in the division? <laughs> yeah, their record is four wins, twenty three losses. Ugh, wow, yeah. wow! Come on, ne- they have a <laughs> negative forty three goal differential. <laughs> go big or go home. All right. Oh man. Oh, yeah, never they- mind. They beat New Mexico United. That doesn't oh. count. That's a bummer. And they they beat Miami, but yeah. Yeah. Us, Miami, New Mexico, and some other team. Well, guys, watch party on Wednesday, game at Highmark on Saturday, 7 p.m. Anything else we, we want to say before this like chaos tornado just descends on us for the next few days? Oh, the game uh, against uh, Hartford. Uh, it's going to be the 30th, so it's going to be our Halloween game. So uh, we decided the Steel Army were dressing up for Halloween for the game. So Of course. Wear a costume yeah. to the game. You probably can't wear a mask. I don't know the rules now at, at Highmark, but yeah, don't wear a mask. It's probably a bad idea, uh, but wear a costume. Yeah, I like it. All right. What a roller coaster. I... <laughs> I went, always... I went from thinking like like no we're not gonna make it we're gonna we're gonna lose in the first round of the playoffs to now thinking like we're probably more likely to get a home playoff game than not and if that happens anything can happen and blah 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 blah, blah. so yeah like <laughs> let's see yeah. we always get to this point in the season where it's just like guys where'd the season go like <laughs> it's it's all of a sudden it's over and we're talking playoffs and then it's one and done and. Then we're figuring out who we're going to interview in the offseason based on who the Hounds decide to re-sign. So <laughs> exciting times. Uh, I think we're, we're two interviews. Can't wait. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think we're in a, like as as a fan like perspective. I think this is a great place to be in. I mean, like this is what we're in it for, right? Like in a we. I, I mean, I, this is a lie, but in a weird way, like. <laughs> I almost prefer this than like where Tampa's at right now. Like, because it's like, if you're a fan, if you're like a Tampa fan, you're like, okay, like just twiddling your thumbs to a playoffs. Like, let's see who we get. And then like, it'll be, obviously it's not that bad. Like I'm sure they're loving it, but like, you know, this is wild. Like to be in the center of all of this, to have two games where you need, you know, you probably need to win, you know, pressure's on. It's exciting. And, you know, home playoff game on the line. If we if we get over the line and we get a home playoff game, can you imagine the atmosphere at like at Highmark after all of this? I mean, the, the, the atmosphere would have been incredible anyway. But to have all this extra like added controversy and context around it, jeez! Like, you know who's not tweeting about Tampa Bay? 
Tara Twelman, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can't buy this kind of publicity. This is great. Uh, this is better than being in the news because of, you know, a kick wow. to the back. So, no. you know, I, I'm pretty happy about this situation. <laughs> when did that happen? What? Who are we Never. talking about? Yeah. Never. Hounds Never. always make national news for good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anything yeah, but by, by that by those numbers, we should be the most listened to uh, second tier po- uh, soccer podcast uh, in right. this week, right? Everyone should be yeah. listening to us. There That's right. Yep. Carson Daly, man, Carson Daly. Um, <laughs> anything else you guys have for this one? That's All right, it. let's wrap it up, guys. We need like I was gonna say six points. We need five points. We can't get six points. We need five points out of two games, which is also impossible unless you're in this scenario. So that's cool. Uh, five points from two games this week. Uh, I think, like I said, we're all going to be anxiously watching our televisions on both Wednesday and Saturday to, uh, you know, see what happens with the independence. So I just can't let that go. Why don't you just wipe the game out and just say <laughs> you're at 30. We subtract the point. Is this too hard for them to update like their database? Like some guy is like, no, I can't send a query to like the database. I can't do this. Like I'm not doing this. I'll just update it if they win. Like no one's watching. It's fine. Don't worry. About it. No one's looking at the table. It's we're you you us. We're fine. USL. We're we're fine. Kevin, it wouldn't it wouldn't impact the end result anyway. We'd still need. We'd still. Yeah, no, I know. But this whole like, oh, so we actually have a point, even though we're. We're playing. It's so dumb. Just say no. This is a new game. That's twenty-three minutes, and uh, let's see how it shakes out. It's so dumb. All right. Thanks for everybody for listening and watching. <laughs> the guy, the guy who's maintaining the database, is just like, please, Miami, just score a goal and have this be a draw, so I don't have to update the points total for each. The corner. That's it. Let's get on with the game. I- <laughs> uh, oh man. Hey, this is your weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. Thanks to uh, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Dot com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to bgn.fm. We now got over 100 fans that are writing in podcasts about the beautiful game. Lots of great features that go up on the site every single week. Check them out at bgn.fm. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>